Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's part three of Pastor Michael's teaching in Isaiah 24 called God's Triumph Over the Earth. After these things I heard a voice. I heard, as it were, a loud voice of a great multitude in heaven, Revelation 19.1 saying, Hallelujah. That means praise the Lord. Salvation and glory and power belong to our God. Because his judgments are righteous and true, or true and righteous. For he has judged the great harlot who was corrupting the earth with her immorality. He has avenged the blood of his bondservants on her. And a second time they said, Hallelujah, her smoke rises up forever and ever. I haven't heard a worship song like that, but it could be cool if one of you want to write it. And the 24 elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshiped God who sits on the throne saying, Amen, hallelujah. And a voice came from the throne saying, Give praise to our God, all you his bondservants. Sing, you who fear him, the small and the great. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude as the sound of many waters. This is the praise services to come, brothers and sisters. And as the sound of mighty peals of thunders, thunder saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord our God, the Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and be glad and give the glory to Him for the marriage or the marriage supper of the Lamb has come and His bride has made herself ready. There's going to be singing going on. It's going to be cool. This is the hope. Go back to Isaiah 24. There's another group and they have a song to sing. The world's not singing anymore, but the people of God are singing. And they're singing about God's majesty. They're acclaiming His majesty from the east to the west to the sea. From the ends of the earth. Look at 16, Isaiah 24, 16. We hear songs. What do the songs say? Glory to the righteous one. But I say, woe to me. Now, Isaiah's talking He hears the songs, man. Imagine being Isaiah. You've seen this picture now. You see this radical judgment and you see all these people and they can't drink their sorrows away and all this devastation and people locking the doors and closing people out. And then songs begin to rise in the West and they go to the East and they go to the coastlands and people are praising God for His majesty and His glory and songs are rising and you're Isaiah going, whoa, too much. And he has a moment in his humanity when he says, though they're singing, we hear the songs. Glory to the righteous one. I say, woe to me, woe to me. Alas for me, the treacherous deal, treacherously, 16, end of the verse, and the treacherous deal, very treacherously. I think, remember when Isaiah said, woe is me back in Isaiah 6? I'm a man of unclean lips. I live among a people of unclean lips. My eyes have seen the Lord. And then he, he, his mouth is touched and he gives, he's given a commission. He realized his own sinfulness in that chapter. I think now he's feeling the, the sinfulness and the judgment on people. I think he's kind of brought into the frame of, oh my goodness, 
even though this is sweet and the songs are sweet, this is a bitter pill. There's way too many people still treacherous, still shaking their fist at God as God pours out judgments. You read the book of Revelation and you see over and over again, and they did not repent, and they did not repent. And you say, what's it going to take for them to repent? And so there's this mixed feeling that Isaiah has. Terror, 17, and pit and snare confront you, O inhabitant of the earth. Now back to the people he feels for who are lost. Isaiah 24, 18. Then it will be that he who flees the report of disaster, he'll fall into a pit. If he doesn't turn to God, as I mentioned earlier, where will he go? He who climbs out of the pit, so he's going to look for somewhere else to go now, he'll be caught in the snare. For the windows above are open. Here's flood language back to the original flood in Genesis 6. And the foundations of the earth shake. The floodgates open from heaven. God is raining the judgments, the trumpet judgments, the bowl judgments. And notice what happens. Mother Earth, who's worshipped by many today, I think she even gets her own holiday. The earth, 19, is broken asunder. The earth, you mean that reliable ball that it's just going to keep going and the, the sun will come out, right? You don't want to sing it with me, right? It's all going to be okay. Everything's going to continue as it was. We can depend on Mother Earth. We just need to pick up more plastic bottles and she'll be okay. Well... She's broken. The earth is split through. The earth is shaken violently. Look at verse 20. The earth reels to and fro like a drunkard. Can you imagine this? It totters like a shack, for its transgression is heavy upon it, and it will fall, at least this earth, never to rise again. Wow. I don't know about you, but sometimes I just read my Bible and go. Sometimes it makes me tremble. The image here is that the earth has been stacked with so much sin, it can't take it anymore. And it just begins to give way under the weight. And if you're on that ball, when that's happening, and we know that the cataclysmic judgments of God include radical earthquakes and stuff like that, And so it will happen, 21, in that day that the Lord will punish the host of heaven on high. Many believe we're dealing now in the um, angelic realm and the kings of the earth on earth. And they will be gathered together. Here's end times language all the way to the Book of Revelation, chapter 20, they, they, the, in verse 20, the context, 21, the context is those, the host of heaven, believing here to be fallen angels, the kings of the earth, 22, they will be gathered together like prisoners in the dungeon. Remember, even Satan is thrown into a pit there for a thousand years. They will be confined in prison. Uh, you can write for your notes, 2 Peter 2, 4, Jude 6. Revelation 20, verses 11 through 15. And after many days they will be punished. Then the moon will be abashed or ashamed, and the sun ashamed.
For the Lord of hosts will reign on Mount Zion and in Jerusalem. Again, back to the, the beauty of the Lord. And his glory will be before his elders. Now go to Revelation 21 and we're done. But when the light of the Lord shines on Zion in this new Jerusalem, the city of God comes down out of heaven. Think of the city of man and the city of God. The city of God is a literal city. It's a new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven. I want to share with you um, for a moment from some words from Augustine. You are surprised that the world is losing its grip, that the world is grown old. Think of a man. He is born, he grows up, he becomes old. Old age has many complaints, coughing, shaking, failing eyesight, anxious, terribly tired. A man grows old. He is full of complaints. The world is old. It is full of pressing tribulations. Do not hold on to the old man, the world. Do not refuse to regain your youth in Christ, who say to you, the world is passing away. The world is losing its grip. The world is short of breath. Do not fear. Your youth shall be renewed as an eagle. Augustine said that in a sermon after Rome was sacked by the Goths in A.D. 410. It was like Muslim fundamentalists bringing down the World Trade Center in New York. It was the end of an era, the end of security, the beginning of uncertainty. And Augustine wrestled with the implications of his crumbling world. And out of his struggle came a book entitled The City of God. He proposed that mankind consists basically of two groups of people, Two cities, as it were. There is the city of man, the nations and cultures and businesses and ideas and trends and politics and moralities of this present age. However much they disagree on the surface, they are in fact unified in the profoundest level. They are all against God. And then there's the city of God. And there's the people of God. And the two are going to clash. And the struggle that we have as Christians tonight is sometimes we try to live in both cities. It's as if we stand right there on the border. In one moment we want to be in the city of God, in one moment we want to be in the city of man, in one moment we want to be there and there. And sometimes that tortures us because the city of man looks pretty promising, it looks pretty good, seems to be people having fun there. Sometimes the city of God is tough. But what we're always encouraged to do when we look at the world that way is we're always encouraged to look at the end. Like in Psalm 73 when the writer says, man, this would have just done me in unless I saw their end. Unless I looked and even not even seeing their end because I know that a lot of them, even though they have things that seem to be so wonderful, are there empty and void. Now, Revelation 21. There's a lot to be read here, but let me just tell you about the pearly gates. <laughs> 21, 21. The New Jerusalem has 12 gates, and the 12 gates were 12 pearls. There's your pearly gates. Revelation 21, 21. Each one of the gates was a single pearl. 
And the street of the city was pure gold, like transparent glass. I've never seen gold like that. Remember, Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. Our station in the Bay Area is up for renewal. If you're resonating with this ministry and you have a heart to see it expand, we would love to hear from you to know that it's making an impact, that you're praying for us, and that you're wanting to support and partner in the work that's being done there. The price per year is $3,500. Would you please help us reach that goal before the end of the month? If 70 people give $50, we'll reach that goal. It will help us not only to meet the radio airtime costs there, but also help us expand. Please donate at walkintruth.com and click donate. And then on Kept FM. And help support the broadcast as it goes out into your area. Once again, you can donate at walkintruth.com, click donate, and then click on Kept FM. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. We love you. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. We'd love to see who's listening. So please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. Are going to clash. And the struggle that we have as Christians tonight And sometimes we try to live in both cities. It's as if we stand right there on the border. In one moment we want to be in the city of God. In one moment we want to be in the city of man. In one moment we want to be there and there. And sometimes that tortures us. Because the city of man looks pretty promising. It looks pretty good. Seems to be people having fun there. Sometimes the city of God is tough. But what we're always encouraged to do when we look at the world that way is we're always encouraged to look at the end. Like in Psalm 73 when the writer says, man, this would have just done me in unless I saw their end. Unless I looked and even not even seen their end because I know that a lot of them, even though they have things that seem to be so wonderful, are there empty and void. Now, Revelation 21. There's a lot to be read here, but let me just tell you about the pearly gates. <laughs> 21, 21. The New Jerusalem has 12 gates, and the 12 gates were 12 pearls. There's your pearly gates. Revelation 21, 21. Each one of the gates was a single pearl. And the street of the city was pure gold, like transparent glass. I've never seen gold like that. And I saw no temple, Revelation 21, 22, in it for the Lord God, the Almighty, and the Lamb are, are its temple. And the city, that's the city of God, has no need of the sun. Remember, they're ashamed, the moon, to shine upon it. For the glory of God has illumined it, and its lamp is the Lamb. And the nations shall walk by its light. The kings of the earth shall bring their glory into it. And in the daytime, for there shall be no night there, its gates shall never be closed. It's always open. And they shall bring the glory and the honor of the nations into it. And nothing unclean. 
And no one who practices abomination and lying shall ever come into it. But only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Let's pray. Well, Lord, we are humbled by your powerful word. Encouraged by the hope that we are citizens of the city of God. And we often feel like Isaiah, torn. We're singing Zion songs, we're singing songs of your majesty, and yet we look at the world and we do see a world that without you is headed for disaster. Somewhere in there we have to find that balance of compassion for the world and yet resting in the Lord. And Lord, that's not an easy balance to find for us. We want to have your heart for the lost, but we want to glorify you. And we know that one day that when we are in heaven and there are people who are lost and without you in hell, you will still be honored. Your grace and your justice will still be on display in that day. But Lord, we know that there are many who need to come into the light of the gospel. You've told your church that we are a city set on the hill. We are salt and light in a world destined for decay. And Lord, we want to spread that message of hope because we have found refuge in the city of God. We want to pray, I want to pray specifically for those tonight who Maybe life has been a little tough lately as a Christian. Maybe there are some struggles or difficulties. I pray, Lord, that you would strengthen that sweet, precious saint tonight that may just be wrestling with a fallen world. That they might find their hope in knowing how this story ends. That good will triumph over evil. That light will press away the darkness. And that we will live forever in your presence, face to face. May that press us forward in times when we're tired or even sick. May that press us forward in times when we don't understand situations. May your light illumine any dark places of our hearts, Lord. We pray that your light will come in like a flood right now and strengthen your people. I pray that you would fill them afresh with your spirit, for you are light. And I pray, Lord, that you would give us a new zeal, a new passion, a renewed passion for the things of this kingdom. If we seek it first in your righteousness, you tell us that you'll add all the other things to us that we, we long for. So let us have our priorities right. If you're here tonight and you are not sure that you know the God of the Bible, make sure. Run through the open gate to the city of God. Run through Jesus Christ. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. There is no other way. There's no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Run to him. Confess that you're a sinner. Tell him that you want to trust him. Tell him that 
you want to be his child. You want to be in that Lamb's book of life. Lord, for those who are crying out to you tonight, I just pray that you will bless them and fill them. For those who need to be forgiven of their sin for the first time, may you save them. For saints that need to be refreshed, may you bless them. May your spirit just flow over this group of people, Lord God. Thank you for your powerful word. As we sing this last song, we just want to say, we give you all glory and majesty, Father. In Jesus' holy name, amen. You've been listening to God's Triumph Over the Earth, part three on Walk in Truth. That was Pastor Michael's teaching in Isaiah 24. And if you missed any part of today's program, you can always listen to Walk in Truth on Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe for free to hear Pastor Michael's teachings and more books of the Bible. Now here's Pastor Michael with a final word. As we look at the last verse of Isaiah 24, then the moon will be abased and the sun ashamed. For the Lord of hosts will reign on Mount Zion and in Jerusalem and his glory will be before his elders. You know, when we look at Isaiah 24, we see once again the mighty hand of God and day of the Lord imagery once again landing in the book of Isaiah and the power of our God, the power of his glory, the power of his judgment. And we also consider the power of his grace, how that power was manifested at the cross of Jesus Christ and through the resurrection of Jesus. And even though there is hard language here and, of course, many hard chapters in the book of Isaiah, the hope is that it's leading us to the coming of the Messiah. We've already seen glimpses of him in Isaiah 7, Isaiah 9, and we're going to see more in Isaiah chapters 40 through really the rest of the book, specifically thinking of Isaiah chapters 52 and 53. But we have four servant songs ahead of us beginning in Isaiah, oh, around around chapter 42, I think it is. And then, you know, looking at the hope of the future that God has answered this great dilemma of man's sin and rebellion in the coming of Jesus Christ, if we would just simply turn to him and be saved, everything would come into alignment of where it needs to be. This is Pastor Michael Lance. You're listening to Walk in Truth. We are journeying through the book of Isaiah. It is powerful. It is incredible. Maybe you've never gone through Isaiah before, and you're like, man, there's some chapters in here that make you want to just tremble. And I think that's the point, is that the God of the Bible is holy, just, and yet amazingly loving. And that's why I'm on this side of the microphone right now. Because he is good and loving and gracious. Hey, if you've not met Jesus as your Lord and Savior, this would be a great time to get that relationship started by repenting of your sin and trusting in Jesus. If we can help you in any way with that, you can reach out to us at walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com. Well, we have a very special event I'd like to invite you to at Living Truth Christian Fellowship, where I serve as senior pastor here in Southern California, in Corona, California. It's called Dare to Defend. It's an apologetics conference with some of today's leading apologists to help you with answers to questions that skeptics might ask or coworkers or family members, 
and the like. The event has guest speakers such as Dr. Sean McDowell, Ken Samples, Lenny Esposito from Come Reason Ministries, and Dr. J.P. Moreland, and much more. We're going to deal with issues like deconstructing of the faith, miracles, and many other incredibly powerful topics. This is happening at Living Truth Christian Fellowship, where I serve as senior pastor, March 25th and 26th. It's a Friday night and a Saturday uh, during the day. If you live outside of Southern California, this would be worth the trip to uh, come on down and join us for this incredible event. It's $55 for individuals, and there's a student group rate at $39. And you can register at walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com. Folks, I would just tell you as a pastor who has a heart for evangelism and apologetics, this is one that you're going to want to tap into. Dare to Defend, March 25th and 26th. You can sign up today, and seating is limited. So go to walkintruth.com and sign up today and get your youth student there as well, high school or junior higher, walkintruth.com. God bless you. We'll see you right here tomorrow. Remember, Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. Your financial partnership helps us broadcast, provide the podcast for free, and helps us do our free apologetic events too. Our station in the Bay Area is up for renewal, and the price per year is $3,500. Would you please help us reach that goal before the end of the month? If 70 people give $50, we'll reach that goal. Please donate at walkintruth.com and click Donate, and then on Kept FM. Once again, you can donate at walkintruth.com, click Donate, and then click on Kept FM. And join us tomorrow for Pastor Michael's teaching in Isaiah 25 called, He Will Swallow Up Death for All. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.